Welcome to the Hope United podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. Today, I want to start from 2 Corinthians 5, 16, and let me build this up a little bit, and then we'll talk about it. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 18, uh, or let's just go... 2 Corinthians 5, 16, it says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Let me read that again for you. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. Today I want to tell you and I want to talk to you about new life. How many understand when you come to Christ, He gives you a new life? And so that means that the old life is passing away, it's going away, it's being discarded, right? We're performing a funeral celebration, we're putting that old life to rest and now we're going to live a new life in Christ. This is the revelation. Anybody that has accepted Christ and belongs to Christ has become a new person. Somebody say it one time. New person. Somebody say new life. So that's what I want to talk to you about today and over the next few days is this new life. Because we hear that a lot of times in church. We hear people talking about that in a spiritual context. Uh, New life. Reborn. And the old life going away. What does that mean? What does that mean when Jesus said new life? Or what does that mean when the, the, the apostles, the early first generation church started talking about this new life or being reborn? So I want to talk to you about that. Sometimes we can kind of glance over something that's really, really important for us to grab a hold of. Let's go to John 3, 1 through 7. And this is, uh, my, my kids have been... They got the Chosen app. I don't know if you know about the Chosen, but it's incredible, incredible TV show that is the most modern depiction of the life of Christ, the most recent and the most modern, one of the most accurate, I think. So uh, they got the app, and if you have the app, you can watch the you can watch the shows for free. And so they've just been binge watching the Chosen lately, and um, actually. I was already studying on this, and then I, I glanced over my son's shoulder, and he's watching the episode with Nicodemus. But um, John 3 is actually that story. And it says, there's a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. And after dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. Look at somebody today and tell them you must be born 
Again, we're talking about coming into this new life. You must be born again. Jesus said, look, in the natural, only, thing, only natural things can happen, right? Humans can produce other humans, but humans cannot produce something spiritual. That has to be born from the Holy Spirit. So we're talking about a new life that comes from the Spirit. When you come to Christ, you are born again. Jesus said you can't see the kingdom of God, much less enter it or operate in it, if you are not born again. This is important. Sometimes we, we come to Christ, but we don't want to change. Sometimes we come to Christ, but we want to wear him like an additional appendage. We don't want to change our clothes. We just want to add Jesus as an accessory. But Jesus is a completely new set of clothes. The Bible says, actually, your righteousness is like filthy rags. So he wants to take off what you got on and give you something completely new. A new life in Christ Jesus. This thing is so exciting. I want to tell you, this thing was just blowing up in my spirit this week. When you come to Jesus, you are reborn. It's a spiritual birth. And I mean really coming to Christ. Not just on the surface. I'm saying, Jesus, I'm coming to you. I'm giving you everything. I'm laying down my ideas and my old man and everything that is with what I used to do. And I want to pick up what you have for me. Just as important... Maybe even more important than the day that you were born. It's the day that you really come to Christ and surrender. I could say it like that. Come to Christ and surrender. I have so many of these little real talks with my kids. And um, parents, let me tell you something. It's never too young to start talking to your kids about real life. And so I talk to them on dumbed down versions of everything. But they ask me sometimes, well, why would somebody do that? Well, why would somebody do that that calls themselves a Christian? Why would they do that? And they asked me this question, it's either this week or last week, and I said, well, it's because someone is not fully surrendered. There's so many partially surrendered Christians, if you want to call it that. Right? We come to Christ but we're holding on to something of the old man. We can't enter the new life that God has for us holding on to remnants of the past. Remnants of our broken, old way of life. We have to lay it down to enter in fully to the new life that he has. When you're reborn, you have a new life. When you're reborn, you have a new life. Your spirit man is truly coming alive for the first time. Like you're hearing things you never heard before. You're seeing things you've never seen before. You're feeling things you never felt before. Right? When you were not born yet into the spirit, you muffled, you heard something here, you thought you saw something, you thought you felt something, but you were still not born yet. And to the spirit, right? Just like a baby, they can, they can see shadows or glimpses or illumination. That, that They really haven't experienced seeing things until they're born. Haven't really felt things like you can feel things when you're born. Haven't tasted things 
Like you can, you indirectly maybe you tasted something. But when you are born of the Spirit, new life means you are experiencing the fullness now of what God has for you with His Spirit. And it's a powerful thing to be reborn. Reborn into new life. And let me tell you, the world is always selling something. Oh, this will fill you up. This will make you satisfied. If you just have this new car, if you just have this new relationship, if you just have this set of friends, if you just have this thing, you will be satisfied. But I want to tell you, nothing will satisfy you in this life. Nothing will satisfy you in this life. You could have a hundred million dollars. You could have Jeff Bezos money. It doesn't matter. You will not be satisfied. You could have a supermodel for a spouse. You will not be satisfied in this life. The only thing that truly satisfies is the new life. The old life is broken, it's fractured, it's incomplete, it will never be perfected. God is saying, throw it out. Absolutely right. God is saying, throw it out. I have a new life for you. Instead of trying to put these things on top of your broken life to fix it, Jesus is saying, just discard that completely. Be reborn. I want to give you a brand new new life in me without the new life that comes from christ your life will always be lacking there will always be something broken there will always be something missing there will always be something hurting there will always be some pain that just won't go away some itch that can't be scratched but if we say god i will surrender this broken existence And I'm ready to receive your completely new and different life. Your new life. I'm ready to take that on. How many are ready to take on what God has given them? It's a new way. It's a new way of thinking. It's a new way of treating others. It's a new way of seeing yourself. Treating yourself. It's a new way of feeling and experiencing life. It's a complete spiritual re-outfitting. And you have to be careful because once you start on this journey with God, there's going to be temptations to try to take you back. Please be aware of this. That when you go to venture and you say, God, I'm doing it. I want to serve you. I want to surrender all of this that was me. And I want you to make me new. Give me this new life. The devil's going to tempt you with all kinds of stuff and make it seem like it's going to be better just to fall back into some of those old ways. Right? The moment you, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, I'm getting baptized, whatever. And the devil comes and he's going to tempt you, right? Because ultimately his goal is to kill. That doesn't stop when you get baptized, guys. He's still coming after you, maybe even more so. Kill, still destroy, and if 
if he can start with a little temptation. But this is what the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 12 too. Do not copy the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Paul knew it was happening all the way back then. It's happening still today. So he said, don't copy the behavior. Don't go back and do what you did before. Don't do what you see the world doing. Don't copy that behavior and custom anymore. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And get this. Then and only then will you learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. And when you're operating in the old man, you don't even know what God's will is. You don't even know what God's direction is. You don't even know what God's blueprint is. You don't even know what God's blessings are that are lined up for you. You don't know them clearly. It says only when we set aside the old customs and the old behaviors and say, I'm not going back. I'm only moving ahead in this new life. And God transform my heart, transform my emotions, transform my thought process. Now I'll be able to actually know what God's perfect will is for me. So don't start copying the world again. Once you made the decision, don't stop. If you started back, stop it today. Stop it. Repent. Say, God, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to go back any longer to the behaviors, to the customs, to the empty, shallow stuff that seems like it's nice and it seems so shiny, but it's empty. I'm not going to go back to that stuff anymore. I want the new life. Let me tell you something. (laughs) In an eternal perspective, man, all this stuff doesn't matter. Paul said, I count it all as lost. He was an educated man. And he said, man, I throw all my prior knowledge outside of Christ. I throw it out on the dump heap. I throw it out on the garbage. I count it garbage in comparison to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Guys, we have to get to that point where I I had some good ideas. I had some philosophical models. I had some things that I was following. But you know what? Now that I know Christ and I'm following Christ, I count all that stuff as junk. And I'm throwing it out with the trash. And I'm not going back to it anymore. The behaviors, the customs, the thought process, the way I used to do things. I'm throwing it out. And I'm not going back. It's a real thing, though. We have to make sure. We have to make up our mind daily. I'm not going back. I'm making a decision. I'm not going back to the old way of doing things. I'm not going back to the old man. I've been given an opportunity to have a new life in Christ Jesus. Paul tells us, don't do it. Unfortunately, there's many people, they bear the label of Christian. But they don't live a surrendered life. There's no power there. There's no blessing there in a partially surrendered life. There's no blessing. Understand the true blessing of God makes one rich and adds how much? No sorrow. 
No sorrow. That means you're going to be blessed. It doesn't mean you won't ever go through things, but you're going to be blessed and there's going to be no brokenness in your life. No sorrow added to with this. That's what God wants to do in this new life. There's, there's many people that they, 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 they bear the label of Christ, but yet they're not fully surrendered to Christ. And it's kind of a contradiction because the word Christian means Christ-like. So what you're doing is you're, you're, you're speaking double, right? Because you're saying, I'm a Christian, I'm like Christ, but then you look at your life and it doesn't look like Christ. To be like Christ, you have to surrender to Christ. And you have to model the behaviors and the customs and the teachings of Christ. Great benefits with walking as Christ, like Christ. But so many, they don't fully surrender. And here's the problem, I think, for some, is they want to be, they want to be agreeable with the world. And I heard you get up here and say that a minute ago, Apostle, about we have to love what God loves and we have to hate what God hates. And let me tell you something. God loves people and he hates sin. He hates wickedness. Sometimes we've worked that out of our vocabulary and we say, oh, God doesn't hate. Oh, no, 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 no. God hates wickedness. God hates division. God hates when people hurt one another, manipulate people, steal from people, destroy people's lives. There's, there's, there's things that God... Look, look back in your Bible. Look back in your Bible. Look, God is a God of love. But man, he's a just God. And he destroys wickedness. So... This is the thing that we have to understand about Jesus. Jesus was a friend of sinners. He ate with sinners. He talked to sinners. He loved sinners. He ministered to sinners. He cried with sinners. He went to their houses. He was relevant. The most relevant person you could imagine. But he was not the same. He never became the same as the thief that he ate with. He never became the same as the person that was committing adultery. He was a friend of the woman that was caught in the act of adultery that was about to be stoned. But he never became an adulterer. This is what we as Christians have to understand. The charge is to be relevant, not same. Relevant, not same. I want to be relevant like Christ. I want to love people like Christ. I want to minister like Christ. I want to go to people's houses. I want to cry with them. I want to love them. But I don't want to be the same as the world. There's no no light. There's no salt in being the same. So Jesus was relevant, but not same. As Christians, we are commanded to be relevant, but not same. Let's look at the scripture for this. John 17, 15. This is a prayer that Jesus prayed. And he said, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world. He's talking, God, with my disciples, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. 
They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. That's what we're doing. We're being sanctified by the truth. Right now, every time we open up the word of God or every time we we listen to a message that's empowered by the spirit, we're being sanctified by the truth. He said, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. So the charge is to be in the world, but not of the world. In the world, but not the same as the world. Relevant to the world, but not the same as the world. Because I'm living a new life. The world is living the old life. And I am there to testify of the new life. Not to become the old life again. New life. Somebody say new life. life. So here's the thing. We have to renew our mind. God wants to renew the way you think. Look at somebody and say, God wants to renew the way I think. And that is a big part of this new life. If you don't change the way you think, you'll slip right back into the old man. I can make a decision. I can come forward in a public. I come forward in church or have a moment before the Lord privately and I can come to him. But if I don't change my thought process, if I don't renew my mind, I'm going to slip back into the old ways. When we give our life to Christ, we're reborn. We're, we're, we're born again. And now that we're a new creation in Christ Jesus, but you're a baby. When you come to Christ, you are not a full grown Christian adult, you are a baby. You have to renew your mind. You have to put some things in your mind that was not in your mind. And I'm talking about your spiritual mind. Talking about the way that you think. So when I come to Christ and really fully surrender, guys, I'm a baby. I have to start learning things from scratch. I have to start taking this from A to B. And guys, sometimes that can be humbling. When I first started learning Spanish, I had to learn to be humble. Because I was so used to be well-spoken. When I entered into a conversation, I knew what I wanted to say. I knew how to articulate myself. I knew how to tell stories. When I started speaking Spanish, I didn't know any of those things. I had to humble myself as a child. Because I sounded like a child. Yes, they want, you, they want me to tell the story of when I first went to Guatemala with my wife. And we were the first uh, year or two that we had been married. And I go, I've been working on my Spanish, and I go and I'm speaking. And I really think I'm gaining some ground here. I'm feeling good about myself. I'm talking to people. I'm talking to relatives. I'm talking to her cousins. And uh, she says... Um, I said, man, I'm really feeling like these two weeks. I feel like I'm really doing good. And she tells me, babe, you sound like Tarzan. You're missing all the joining words, all the in-between words. And furthermore, my cousins were talking to you about air hockey, and you were talking about a club. still have work to do. 
When you enter into this new life, you have to humble yourself as a child and say, I'm ready to learn something completely new that I did not previously know. I'm learning a whole new way to think. I'm going to allow God to help me renew my mind. I'm going to allow God to put some people around me that can help me take me on a journey to renew my mind and my thought processes. Paul's telling us that, to, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. How do we do that? We, 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 we get into the Word of God. We, we start studying the Word. We start spending time with God. We start spending time with other people that can kind of help us, take us on that journey to renew our mind and to get deeper into this and understand something that we did not previously understand. Because in this new life, we have to understand our top ambition is to be like Christ. If you are a Christian, a real Christian, your highest ambition in life is to be like Christ. I want to be like Christ. I want to live like Christ. I want to do things like Christ. That's my top priority. If I am like Christ, I'm going to treat my wife right. If I am like Christ, I'm going to be a good employee. I'm going to be a good boss. I'm going to be a good friend. I'm going to be a good parent. If I can just be like Christ. Being like Christ is my top ambition as a Christian. That's number one. I just want to continue to grow. I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but I'm saying every day I want to be a little bit more like Christ. And so part of this new life, and this is the hard part, is learning to say goodbye to the old life. It's hard. Look at somebody and tell them it's hard. It's hard to say goodbye. I don't know. I was thinking about the Beatles or Boys the Men or, right? To say goodbye to yesterday. And I'll take with me the memories. Just leave it there. Gotta say goodbye to yesterday. (laughs) Second Corinthians 5.16. Go back there. That means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Old things are passed away and the new life has begun. I look at myself in the mirror and I don't see myself by the color of my skin anymore. Because I'm living this new life, I look at myself in the mirror and I don't look at myself by my natural culture anymore. I look at myself and I, and I don't have to go on Ancestry.com to unwrap some mystery about where I come from. Because it's a new life, I'm looking at myself different. I'm judging myself now through the lens of new life. So I'm sorry Please don't be offended by me if I don't celebrate like other people celebrate natural cultures. 
I hope I don't step on your toes today, but I'm not going to be celebrating natural cultures like the world does. Remember, Genesis 5, 7, the Tower of Babel, right? When we got separated and divided, it was a curse. It's not a blessing. But the Bible talks about now in Christ Jesus, we are one. I don't look at myself in the mirror and say, that's what I am. I look at myself in the spiritual mirror and say, this is who I am. I have a new life in Christ. I judge myself as part of his culture. It's a whole different culture. And that's the one I celebrate. I'm not celebrating my old culture. I'm not celebrating my old life. I'm not celebrating what I am in the natural. I'm celebrating what I am in the spirit. New life. New life. And Apostle Paul said it like this in Galatians 3, 27 through 29. It says, and all, somebody say all. All who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There is no longer, get this, if you're in this new life, it's a totally different perspective. There's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus Now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. And this is the problem about some people that don't read the scripture all the way through. They want the blessing of Abraham. But they still want to be in their culture. The blessing of Abraham. But they don't want to let go of the old culture and become part of the new culture that is the children of Abraham. That is the heir of the promises of God. You got to let go of your old culture. You won't find me on Facebook bigging up my natural culture. Why? Because I'm part of a new culture. A culture that was given to me by Christ Jesus. And I'm now heir of his promises. And I'm heir of his blessings. And now that you belong to Christ. And when you belong to Christ. And whenever you decide to surrender it all and come to Christ. You are then the true children of Abraham. And are his heirs. And God's promise of Abraham belongs to you. Every culture that divides us. Everything that separates us, guys. That's not what God wants for you. If you ever find yourself in a situation that feels like you're separating yourself from other of God's people. Just stop right there. And ask yourself, is that what God wants me to do? Because it's really clear right here. that Paul is telling us now there's no longer those lines of separation. When you come to Christ among God's body, there's supposed to be complete unity. Unity. We're one now in Christ. 
Jesus' prayer before he went to the cross was, Father, make them one. Make them one, just as you and I are one, so that the world will know you sent me. Let me tell you something. The more powerful our unity and love for one another is, the more our light so shines that people say, ah, I get it. I get Jesus now. I understand what God did through Jesus. When we're unified. So, I'm not against... I'm not against celebrating things that God may have done in your past. I'm not necessarily against those things. But I just... I'm not for separation. I'm not for division. I believe that God wants us to be one. I want to celebrate what God celebrates and I want to lay to rest what God lays to rest and maybe this is not something that you can wrap your head around all today but maybe you go home and you pray about this and you say what in the world what in the world was he talking about today one father make them one so that the world will know There's something about a testimony that's so powerful that the world has to stop and consider it. That only comes when we stop dividing ourselves and we start saying, I am a part of a new life in Christ Jesus. Where there's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. It's just unified. It's just unity. Will you bow your heads with me today? I really believe that what God is doing in this new life with us, the world can't understand this. The world tries to label it, but they can't label it because they don't understand what it is. This is only understood when you come into the new life. You understand, ah, now it makes sense. I want to put away the old way, the old customs that I've been going back to, the old behaviors. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to conform anymore to that. But I want to be transformed. I want to be transformed. I want you to stand up with me today. This is kind of like a standing thing, I feel. Kind of like I'm standing. I've, I've, I've decided to put old things behind me and walk into a new life. So as your eyes, heads are bowed and eyes are closed, let me, let, me, let me pray for you. God, I thank you, Father, for what you're doing, what you're stirring up, what you're saying right now. God, your desire is to bring us closer to you. You want us in your family. You want us to be like you. And you gave us the perfect example in the person of Jesus. The perfect example. Jesus, we don't want to just call ourselves Christians. We want to truly be Christ-like. God, help us to set aside and, 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 and put away and put to rest anything of the old man, old customs, old behaviors, old thought processes so that we can grab a hold with both hands. 
If that's you, just lift your hands with me. Let's say this prayer together. Say, Jesus, make me new. I want this new life. I'm ready to surrender everything of my old life. Jesus, I'm ready to surrender every area to you. I want to be like you. Teach me. Help me. Lead me. Correct me. Adjust me. So that I can follow after you. I don't want to spectate. I don't want to be a commentator. I want to be a follower of Christ. Help me do that. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Come on, give God the praise today. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for other episodes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it and share it with friends. For more info or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. Remember, in Christ Jesus, we are one family in faith.